Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast. This is our short version where we're studying the book of Hebrews, and we're in chapter 12. I'm going to read from verses 3 through 6 this episode, and then we'll get into interpretation. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You've not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. Now I'm going to stop here because the passage is quite long, and we're going to get into some other aspects of the passage in subsequent episodes. But I just want to kind of pick up here from verse 3 and just review a little bit. So we started chapter 12 in the last episode, and we talked about how the writer of Hebrews is encouraging these Hebrew believers of the first century who were in Jerusalem prior to a very challenging time where the Romans are going to come in and obliterate Jerusalem and level the temple and the whole Jewish religion and their economy and everything that they hold dear and near is going to be destroyed by the Romans as uh, expression of ultimately God's judgment that was prophesied. And we've talked a lot about this throughout the study of the book. And chapter 11 is kind of like a, a little parenthesis where the writer goes into a lot of testimonials about saints of old and their faith walk with God in order to encourage the Hebrew believers to hold the course. They were under extreme pressure from their countrymen who had not converted to Christianity and who were uh, rallying these rebel armies that were going to fight against the Roman Empire. And they were exerting a lot of pressure on the Hebrew believers to deny their faith in Christ and to return to their Hebrew roots, if you want to put it that way. And the whole book of Hebrews is written with this emphasis of don't do it. Don't give up your faith. Don't shrink back because of everything that is better in Christ. And so he then starts in chapter 12, encouraging them that they have this cloud of witnesses surrounding them and that as a result, they can be encouraged to lay aside everything that entangles them. Probably their continual focus on the challenges that they were facing at that time, these encumbrances that they could lay aside these things and even personal sin. They could walk away from these things that keep them from being diligent and enduring in the race of the Christian life. And we talked about some of the imagery the writers using there. And then we talked about how it's important that the key element of running with endurance is to fix your eyes on Jesus because he is the one that is the actual inventor and the perfecter of faith. He did it perfectly. He demonstrated a life that was completely submitted to God the Father. And then he endured the cross and he despised the shame of being exposed publicly and suffering in such a shameful way. And as a result, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We didn't talk about it in the previous episode, but it's a beautiful picture of what I call the finished work of Jesus. There's nothing left 
left for Jesus to do. Therefore, he sits down in a place of authority and a place of having finished all that God called him to do. And he was faithful to the very end. And then in verse three, the writer says, therefore, consider him. This word consider is uh, like an accounting term. It's the same word that's found in Romans 6 where it says, consider yourselves dead to sin but alive to God. It's an entering of information kind of into the data bank. And this is something that we have to do as Christians. We have to consider, we have to reconcile in our thinking what Christ has done. And we have to consider it. And we have to consider that he endured hostility by sinners against him so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. Now, let's get into verse 4 because I want to do some interpretation here because I think it's important for us to understand this passage of Scripture because there's a lot of interpretive history and sometimes baggage that we bring into interpreting this passage of Scripture, and I kind of want to unpack it for us today and help us understand it in a way that can be life-giving. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. And then he says, have you forgotten the exhortation? And then he quotes from the psalm. And he says, my son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord or faint when you're reproved by him. Because he who he loves, he disciplines and he scourges every son whom he receives. Let's just focus in this episode on interpreting what the writer's talking about in regards to resist to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. Now, at first reading, you might think, wow, the writer is encouraging us to really fight hard against sin in our lives as believers. You know, some people might want to interpret it that way. But if we sit with this book and we put this passage in context and we look at the parallel that he draws between Jesus and his endurance on the cross and enduring hostility at the hands of sinful people, And then the writer, in a parallel way, encourages his readers, you have not resisted to the point of shedding blood like Jesus did in enduring the hostility by sinners against him. What the writer's doing is he's encouraging these Christians, these Hebrew Christians, to endure and persevere in their struggle that they're experiencing by the hands of sinful people. That he's likening the same way that Jesus endured hostility by sinners, these Hebrew Christians are also enduring hostility from sinful people. These rebel Hebrew countrymen who are persecuting them. I know it sounds a little bit like a foreign idea, but if you go back and you study the history of the first century prior to the destruction of Jerusalem, it is very documented that the Jewish rebel armies were actually persecuting and killing Jewish believers. It was part of the persecution, the primary hand of persecution that was against new Hebrew believers And so the writer's saying, take heart in your struggle against these sinful people. It's not that he's talking about their personal sin. He's saying that they're experiencing persecution. They're experiencing hostility, and they need to strive against that hostility by persevering and trusting God. And he says, you have not resisted this hostility to the point of shedding blood like 
like Jesus did on the cross. So this is not a reference to us struggling with our sin because it goes in complete contrast to everything else the New Testament teaches in that we have been forgiven of our sins, that we were crucified with Christ so that our sinful man can be done away with, and we're actually free from sin, and all we have to do now is abide in Christ and enjoy our position in Him. And as we do that, sin no longer has any power over us. So it's an actual process of just coming in line in our heart and in our belief with what God has done for us in Christ, which frees us from our personal sinful behavior. Now, I'm not saying that sin doesn't have consequences in our lives and sin is not a reality in our lives at certain times as believers. But what I am saying in interpretation of these verses, I don't believe this is what the writer is talking about. He goes on to talk about the discipline of the Lord. Now, we're going to focus a lot on what this idea of discipline means in the next episode. But just as a little teaser, the word discipline here is more about training. It's more about upbringing of a child. It's not a punitive word like many of us hear it when we hear the word discipline. There are words in the New Testament that are used for punitive measures of discipline, but this is not it. This is the word of being taught and being trained. And what is the writer saying? The writer's saying that the struggles, the persecution, the hardships, the tribulations, the pressings that come in life, God uses those things to train us, to train us in faith, to train us, to bring us to a place of maturity where we will trust Him at all costs, that we will trust Him no matter what our circumstances are around us, no matter what we're walking through, no matter what forces are fighting against us, which we know there are many in this life that fight against us. And so we need to strive and endure in our faith. Now, many of us probably in our life will not have to suffer to the point of bloodshed like Jesus did. If we do, the scripture is very clear that we can consider ourselves blessed if we do experience that type of experience. But what the writer is saying and encouraging his readers and likewise encouraging us is that God uses all these things to train us and to teach us how to walk as mature sons and daughters. So just want to interpret this in a way that can bring good application into our lives. Our struggle is not against our personal sinful behavior. There is a process of sanctification in the life of a believer. I'm not saying that there's not. But what I'm saying is that the proper interpretation of these verses leads to a little bit of a different application, an application where we can receive encouragement to know that Jesus endured and he had faith to the very end. He wasn't enduring and striving against his own sinful behavior. That would be complete heresy to teach that. And that's why the parallel drawn in this passage is a word of encouragement in the same way that Jesus endured against sinful people who were hostile toward him 
We too can endure in our striving against the forces of sin and sinful people that fight against us. Just like the first century Hebrew believers needed to be encouraged that they can look to Jesus and receive that encouragement, we too can look to him and be encouraged in our faith. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.